Hey there and welcome back to the Youth of the Nation podcast. You're listening to episode 11 and I have a great interview with Jeff Thorpe, who is a youth pastor in Snohomish, Washington, and his ministry is focusing on discipling and discipling them well. We have a great conversation about discipling, about doing life with Jesus along young people. We also talk about some rap, so hope you enjoy the show. Jeff Thorpe. I'm sorry if I butchered your last name there, bro, but say what's up. What's up? No, you 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 said it right. A lot of people yeah. a lot of people will be putting an E on the end of it and calling it Thorpey, but uh okay. no, you said it right. You said it right. Sweet. Cool. Well man, I got my guy Jeff on here, um, who's a youth pastor in the area, a pastor to people in the area. And I just wanted to hear her story story and give it to you guys. So Jeff, um, my first question, of course, starts very simple, but how important is the journey for you? And then we'll explain the journey that you're going through. Yeah. Um, yeah. First off, bro, I just I just want to say thank you. Um, yeah. You know what what you're doing, what you're doing with what you have and, you know, uh, what God has placed in your hand. And, you know, this all I know, I know, you know, this all started from just an idea and uh, uh, maybe a little bit of a spark of a dream and vision to start to bridge the gap with other youth pastors and use what you know the era that we're in to really uh get the gospel out and help you know encourage other pastors and youth pastors and i mean even people that you know aren't youth pastors but inspired me so i just appreciate you just taking that step a lot of people they sit in that vision um for a while and they never take that step and you kind of have just taken it and bridged that gap so i appreciate you just doing this this is awesome i appreciate that yeah so um yeah man the journey bro so i'll kind of give you a little bit of backstory and kind of why uh why this is important so i mean i um you know i didn't grow up in church as a church kid i didn't come to faith till i was 23 years old and so you know talk about it talk about a journey um yeah myself i had a single a single mom and uh you know my my real dad my biological father left my mom when I was a baby and so I don't really have any kind of understanding or recollection of who he was um, wow. and then my stepdad raised me uh, until they got divorced when I was about 13 and you know he uh, he was the best dad that he could be um, he wasn't really the role model he was you know he, he he was involved in alcohol and drugs and violence and I mean just a lot of things and so uh, my journey has kind of always been uh, solo. My journey has always kind of been directed towards, all right, well, uh, I'm going to look to people who are doing something wow. with their life and kind of, I guess, mimic <laughs> them in a way. Uh-huh. Uh, Cause I never had, I never had an image to grab onto. And so, um, at a young age, I started doing sports and kind of looking to, you know, that as a, as an outlet and looking to my friend's dads. And so the journey for me has kind of always been, uh, just something, in my life where coming to faith at 23 uh, basically i had a kind of a paul on the road of damascus encounter yeah and um and i ended up in a hospital my jaw was broke and that's a that's a long story but um i think through that time i realized like uh 
this is not the life that I want to live. And, uh, and, and then when God began to grab my heart, I began to see that through my whole journey, um, he's always been there. Uh, he was always there, you know, when we were standing food bank lines and, you know, we, he was always there when, you know, there was violence wow. in the house and he was always there just kind of, kind of trying to, I guess, tug on, tug on our hearts to kind of reveal to us that, um, yeah. that there's more to life. And so, uh, so the journey for me is everything. The journey for mm. me is everything. Everything is about following Jesus and, you know, Nate, it doesn't look pretty. And I think that's yeah, where sometimes sure. I think that's where sometimes a lot of Christians they get it, they they get stuck or they get frustrated because they think that you know they hear about this amazing, great, good, grand, um, glorious God, which He is, but they don't understand the process of sanctification. They don't understand the process wow. of being set apart. And um, and sometimes you 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 have to walk through some mud to realize uh, that that. God is with you in that mud. And, um, and that's just kind of been my story. So the journey for me is everything. And, you know, one thing I've learned just about faith in the Bible is that, uh, everything I read in the Bible is, is based on the idea of God's people wandering. I mean, you see it, you see it from the very beginning, you see it with Abraham, you see it with Noah, you see it with the Israelites. They're wandering, they're wandering through life, trying to discover, who Yahweh is trying to discover who God is. And, um, and I think that's where a lot of culture is at. And I know like with my life, that's where I was at. Even before I went to a church, uh, I didn't step foot in a church till I was 23. And so Hmm. even before I kind of had this compass drawing and directing me towards something greater, but I had no idea what that was. Um, I just knew that there was more to life. And so, uh, I just realized that the Bible is a is a is a book for wanderers who are who are just willing to admit that they wander. People that are willing to admit, like, I don't have this life figured out. I have questions, concerns. Um, this, you know, text doesn't make sense to me, uh, yeah. and that's okay because I know, like, for me, like, my faith has always been kind of fickle just because of my um, upbringing. But yeah. it doesn't mean that I've ever quit. I've just wrestled with certain things in life because of my journey. And that has brought me to a greater p- place of discovering who God is and who I am. And so the journey for us, man, is everything that young people mm-hmm. would would learn and understand the power and the necessity of beginning to walk out their faith. And it's not just on like a Sunday for an hour and a half. You know, it's learning how to walk through Jesus, uh, walk with Jesus through through some of the darkest times in your life and realize yeah. that um, that he's always there, you know. And so um, I always tell our students, hey, it's OK to wander. It's just not OK to quit. And so, wow. um, Come on. you know, and, and another thing with the journey is like as their pastor now, I've realized that um, that it. It's up to me to show them what a journey looks like. And so if I'm saying, hey, we're going on this journey together, but I'm not willing to actually journey with them, um, it's not going to stick. And I think sometimes that's where youth pastors uh, fail a little bit. They try to add these like systems and these processes. But really, I think life is just all about walking with your people and showing them Mm -hmm. that, hey, uh, I might just be a little bit 
farther ahead because uh, because of you know my, where I'm at with Jesus. Uh, but it doesn't mean that I'm not on a journey as well. And I think when yeah. they see that, they respect that and they understand that this isn't a, a rival thing. This is a process, man. So yeah. Um, so yeah. So that's kind of the whole journey. And so we we launched uh, you know with groups. I think every every youth ministry kind of wants to do groups. So we launched uh, our journey. We call it the journey. That's kind of our avenue towards our groups. Uh, we don't just, you know, we, we just, I think we just gave it a different name just because, you know, I felt like God told, you know, told me to call it the journey. So, and kind of gave me a vision for it. And so, yeah. uh, but the whole idea is that young people would learn actually what it looks like to walk with Jesus, not just walk with him on a Wednesday night or a Sunday, but mm-hmm. actually like, go through the hard times and the good times and, and realize that, that as they do that, they're going to discover more of them and more of God. Yeah. Dude, that's huge, man. Hearing that, that's a lot of, that's a lot of nuggets, a lot of knowledge right there. I think first thing I want to talk about is I didn't even know that, you know, about your story Mm -hmm. with your father. And I think, I think that's huge. Um, You know, I, I, I didn't have, my father wasn't absent didn't have a healthy representation for a long time mm-hmm. for the father was supposed to look like. Um, so I lived with him until I was like around nine-ish or eight. Um, and then the rest of my years were kind of just not a healthy vision of what a dad was supposed to look like. And it took a godly man to call me out and be like, yo, I be- there's something greater for your life. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, so where the money at? Or something like that, right? You know, just like, where the girls at? Uh-huh. No, it's Jesus. And I was like, I don't care about no white Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you're speaking to youth pastors and just people in ministry, I believe we always want a quick answer to everything. Yep. Like, why aren't kids coming up? Okay, what's the quick answer? Um, why isn't my social media blowing up? Okay, what's the quick answer? Mm. Um, why is it, you know, why aren't parents being bought in? What's the quick answer? And I think the idea of the journey is so good, especially what you were saying. Um, you know, you've been in the gym. You, you go to the gym, uh, mm-hmm. as I do. And you don't get swole one day after you go to the gym. Mm-hmm. It's just, unless you're doing steroids. But, like, <laughs> like you're not going to get big that way. The way you get big is constantly going back and back and doing the same exercises again. And again, yep. and again for months or, yep. you know, eight weeks at least. Like that's how the, the you know, that's how you grow. Yep. Um, and I think that's so huge because I believe not just, not just kids, because we know kids want the quick fix. I think youth, I think youth ministers want the quick fix as well. One, 100% bro. And I, you know, like, yeah, to add on to that, like I'm, I'm 31, you know, and I, I give my life to Jesus. Dude, no way. I yep. thought you were like 25. <laughs> no, 30, 31, bro. And uh and uh I uh I gave my life to Jesus at 23. And so um, you know, for me it and and I've I came from a I came from like a whole different lifestyle into like, you know, a uh an internship and I felt like I was in like a foreign country. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I was like, hold up, like you're trying to give me parameters and you're trying to tell me that i can't date and you're trying to tell me that i got a curfew like am i in prison? like what what is this 
You know what I'm saying? Like I'm going yeah. from a single mom that can't control me, that I stay out all night doing my own thing to people that actually care about me, but I got to live under rules. And, and, and here's what I learned through that process is that, uh, is that the, the journey through what Jesus is trying to do with people and not just students, it's with you pastors too, is that yeah. Jesus is leading us to a place of crucifixion. And I don't think a lot of people understand that and they don't want to embrace it. They give their life to Jesus because they know that he was crucified for them. But then they don't realize that they have to walk through their own uh, down their own Calvary Road, carrying their own cross. And I think yeah. I think a lot of youth ministries and pastors and you know whatnot, they they want to be glorified, but they don't really understand that that glorification only comes through crucifixion. And so learning how to die to ourself and die to our, okay, what is truly important in this? Who, you know what I mean? Like, look at the students that are around me. Like, what is really important? Is it important that we have X amount of people on social media? Or is it important that I'm walking through life with Timmy and I know exactly what's going on in his life and I'm watching transformation take place? Like, and, and, and for me, like, I'm just thankful because I had that. I had people in my life after and I'm like... Hey, I felt like I was in a foreign country and I had people come alongside of me and be like, and, and just begin to kind of, uh, I guess, shepherd me in a way and teach me and love me. And I, I flipped yeah. out on them, bro. Like I, like, to be honest, like I was like, this is, this is hell. Like, this is hell. Literally. Like, are you yeah. 23 years old with a bunch of 17 and 18 year olds? Like, what am I doing here? not realizing that I was carrying the cross that God uh, placed upon me for my future. And a lot of people, they don't, they're not able to get to their future because they're not willing to carry that cross now. And, and those are just things that I've kind of learned through the journey. And so that's kind of what we're teaching our, our young people. It's almost like, hey, uh, you want to say yes to Jesus? And then I feel like we should punch them square in the face because, because <laughs> this journey is not it's not easy. It's not fun. It's not, it's not all like angel. You know what I mean? Like, it's not what people come on, bro. It's, it's actually, it's actually walking like Enoch with God. It's actually walking with God through the desert of 40 days of temptation. You know, it's, it's walking with God. It's walking like Abraham going, yo, where am I going? And God's like, don't worry, I'll show you. And you're like, um okay like yeah. what am i doing it's walking it's walking with god and it's walking hand in hand with people and i think that's what we need to teach young people like hey this life with jesus is amazing it's the best life yet it is hard get ready yeah. we can't be lying to them you know what i mean like mm-hmm. hey your friends are probably going to make fun of you hey your parents probably are not going to understand you hey you're probably going to feel like like you're losing everything around you. Good. That's the crucifixion process so that you can grab a hold of your future. But you uh, yeah. can't grab a hold of your future without allowing yourself to walk through those times where God begins to reveal things deep within you that need to die. Yeah, that's good, man. Being honest with these kids. Um, I always I encourage all my dudes like because, you know, in young life where our main focus is on discipleship and mm-hmm. just walking with kids and earning the right to be heard and try to like, I'm just honest with the guys. I'm like, yo, this is, this is how I feel about things. And this is how we're going to do things. And what I've noticed is, you know, not to hype myself up in the way I do, but like they appreciate the honesty. Yep. 
because their whole life they've been given fake if you know what i mean like yep. their friends say yo you're my boy but not really like like but they get honesty from me i'm like yo straight up like this is how it is yep um whether it be and how we walk and follow christ and how we hold ourselves and how we honor ourselves like this is this is what it is and like not saying you're in or you're out but it's like i want you in on this yep i want you a part of this and i think that's so huge and i think that's a part of that's a part of like because when i was first introduced to church culture i was like the same way like i I never did internship but i was just like wait so you want me to help every week (laughs) and you want me to you know set up chairs yeah um there's a there's a great youth pastor that I just look up to. He's a pastor now who's Jacob Coyne, mm. who, um, who always had a set up chairs mm-hmm. and he did it as well. And this is yep. why I love, love Jacob is because he never was like, Hey, you set up the chairs and I'll watch you. Mm-hmm. He always did it with us. And to me, like, I know it's, it seems like such a small thing, but how often do we, ha- do these young people have in their lives where they're just like, Mm-hmm. do what you need to do yep and i'll just watch from afar yep. and not be a part of it when discipleship is not watching from afar yep it's being in like they said the mud it's being in the mud with them yep. and then that's where the joy that's where the you know that's where the fun can come from because you guys go through that struggle that tough that you know just to be real the crap mm-hmm. and you guys can get through on the other side with the joy and saying, man, I walked with you for 12 years when you were a dumb middle schooler and high schooler. Mm-hmm. But now I get, we get to enjoy uh, life and sharing w- the decisions you made with the people that you lead now. And, that, um, and that's just the model of Jesus. I mean, right yeah. before he went to the cross, he, you know, went to the garden and weeped blood and revealed his, he revealed to his disciples, the journey that he was on. Yep. And, um, I think, you know, young people need to see that more like, hey, man, you're here. I'm here, but I haven't arrived either. I still have my own stuff. I'm still walking through my own, um, you know, I'm on my own journey. Jesus is teaching me things. He's pulling things out of me. I'm growing. Things in me are dying. Hey, we're on the right track. Let's go there together. Yeah. Let's walk this road together. We're dying to different things, but we're both we're both dying. We're both dying to our flesh. Yeah. So. Let's let's walk together. It's not a hey, I've arrived, and you know I'm not the pope. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm still walking with Jesus, just like anybody else, and I think that's what makes students look at people's life and go, "That's powerful." That's good, man. Sweet. Well, I love that, man. We 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 unpack that question. Love it. Sweet. So my, I think my next part is what has what have been the the high points? If you could name like one high point, one low point of just beginning this uh, ministry. Yeah, I think the high point is just, I think, watching what God is doing. Um, I think, you know, you walk into something like we pioneered this youth ministry and the student college. And I think the high point is realizing, like, how much we really didn't do, how much the Holy Spirit is actually at work. And I'm I'm realizing that even now, like, like, am I am I striving from a place of like um, trying to work for God or or is my heart in a place knowing that I am co-laboring with God and Mm -hmm. I've kind of. I've kind of come to that realization, like, I'm not, I'm not doing this 
God is actually building his church and he's yeah. building it slow and he's building it steady and he's building it strong. And our students are getting discipled and they feel loved and we know their names and our leaders are healthy. And you know what I mean? Like, and so I've realized yeah. like, when I came in, I came in guns blazing and I realized like one, that's not, that's not going to sustain. And two, I just felt like the Holy spirit kind of was like, Whoa, 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 homie, you got to, you got to slow you got to slow down they cannot keep up and so i just took my foot off the throttle a little bit and just kind of and that's kind of where the journey came from like man let's go through this journey let's watch god build his church so that's kind of been the high point is like just seeing like wow jesus is really doing something special the low point um the low point i think is just um at least for me like uh, being going slow you know, um, yeah. I, I think, you know, we, we're a year into this thing and I think you want you just want things right away. And I've had to check my spirit and heart and just allow those things in me to to die of like, I want to grow fast. Uh, because what does it matter if I can grow to a couple hundred kids, but none of them actually follow Jesus? You know, yep. uh, that that to me is like I am I'm in charge of shepherding them into the kingdom of God that mm-hmm. that I don't take lightly. So I've learned like the the low point for me has just been like that part of it of like okay god like i'm gonna take this slow we're gonna do this thing you know we're we're gonna continue to um build students and just kind of you know enjoy the process i guess Um, yeah because i think it's consistency that that is the key to growth not speed and i think a lot of people they want to go fast but it's consistency over time that is a compound impact like yeah. if you're in a high school every single day, kids might think you're crazy, but after a year, they start knowing your name. It's that compound yep. impact. But we want to walk into a high school and be like, yo, we're here. Come to our youth ministry. It doesn't work like that. They mm-hmm. got to see your face over and over. And so uh, those are kind of the high points uh, and the low points. And then the next, another thing is um, I've just learned not to compare harvest, but uh, but I do compare people's hustle. So. Yeah. Uh, I don't look to my left and to my right. I stay off social media a lot with like other youth ministries just because I'm focused on what I want to do and I want my own vision. Uh, yeah. But I do look at the way that like people hustle. I look at the people, I look at the things that people are doing that are successful and I go, mm-hmm. okay, what are they doing to get there? They're disciplined. They have leadership. They have a hustle. They wake up early in the morning. They're reading their Bible. Those are the things yeah. that I want to mimic. I don't want to mimic their vision. I want to mimic their hustle. Wow. Probably can put that on a t-shirt, bro. Mimic <laughs> the hustle. Um, and thanks for the honesty of sharing your low points in ministry. I think, you know, just sharing the low parts of how ministry works, like, yep. I think it's so good because it's not, you know, I mean, it's just, it's just like social media, right? you post these things on social media all we get is the high points yep and the great things that happened that night yep but you know not the kid who is homeless and had to walk into the church because they had nowhere else to go right and i think that those to me i call them the sweet moments this is kind of how i roll with ministry i call those moments just the sweet moments like when those moments where no one knows about him only our leaders do and we're praying for this kid or we're talking about this kid I call those the sweet moments because like mm. the joy that I walk away with and I can be like, because I think I'm bi- also my biggest thing is like thanking God. But in those sweet moments, I got no choice to be like, I don't know how you did this, God. I don't know how it happened, but you did it. Yep. And 
the sweet moments. That's what I that's what I hold on to every Monday, Friday night when I do ministry is the moments where I'm like, man, no one's gonna know about this except God and me. Yep. And and, and I'm I'm a so I'm so okay with that. And you and you brought something up, and I think this is for somebody. I don't know what who or why or what, but I I just feel like just because you you are in an unapplauded season doesn't mean that you have to be in an unproductive season. And I think, and I think some people think that if they're not getting applause, that they're being unproductive. Uh, But we have to always be reminded that even in those seasons where people don't see what we're doing or unapplauded or whatever, it doesn't mean that we're unproductive, that God is cheering us on. He's saying, well done, well done, my good and faithful servant. And I think, you know, uh, I think we live sometimes or we, and this is why I kind of stay off social media sometimes is because uh, it can be a draw to like being like, oh, I'm being successful because I'm being applauded. But at the same time, like they don't see behind the scenes of what we're doing and the students that you're discipling three students. That's amazing. That's three students that are being discipled into God's kingdom. Yeah. That's been a, you know what God is doing. He's up in heaven just cheering you on. Yep. Oh, that's amazing. He doesn't you know what I mean? Like what it just because we're unapplauded doesn't mean we have to be unproductive and um and those are those are things that i've just you know i've i've learned you know through through doing youth ministry and and just walking with jesus as well is um you're going to go through those seasons of hiddenness where you're not going to be applauded and those are the times when god really tests a person's heart and 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 begins to ask like why are we doing what we're doing do we need the applause of men or are we actually working for god's kingdom and building disciples and furthering those things and so um so yeah that's huge that's so good jeff sweet cool well um you've been given you've been you've given so much stuff uh but i want to finish on this question because i see it evident not just in your youth ministry uh from the couple of things that i've seen on social media you know just talking about not looking at social media but you know like just the couple of things i've seen um and i think what i see is discipleship is a staple of what you do, not just with your youth, but with the people that you have leading your youth or just mm-hmm. you lead alongside with, uh, like your college group. Like there's something, mm-hmm. that's what I saw, especially this summer, like the way you just were with them all the time and discipling them. So like, how would you like quick, like what would be your three-step process? And I know it's hard to do that, but what would be like your three-step process behind you know, inviting a, inviting someone to start a discipling relationship with a student, yeah, with a person. Yeah, I, I think uh, okay, a couple things. Pray, pray about it. Um, I I don't think you know. I think sometimes we forget that uh, we need to ask God. God, would you bring me one student or one person or one leader that is ready uh, for change and that I can begin to journey with and walk with? And um, every time I've done that. He has been faithful. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I think, one, we pray. Pray about, like, who God wants to put in your corner. Um, And then I I think the other thing is model it. Uh, You know, we can't ask for discipleship if we're not modeling it. And so I think it needs to be something that's modeled. Uh, You know, I just learned that whatever we do, we do together. And so if I'm going to the store, I'm taking someone with me. If my wife and I are going to a movie and it's not a date night, we're grabbing somebody to go with us. Um, if we're making a decision, you know, for youth ministry, we're always asking people, hey, man, what do you think? Because I want to teach them that they have a voice and they're just as valuable because the Holy Spirit 
runs through their veins just as much. And they need to learn what it, what it looks like and sounds like to really discern God's voice and spirit so that they can discern where they're, where he's leading them. And so we ask them all the time when we, when we have people over, like, what do you think? What, 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 you know, what's God speaking to you? Um, And those are kind of the things that I've just seen is pray, invite people into your space and start to collaborate with them and invite them in. And I think that's what Jesus did all the time. He was like, he was like, what do you think about that? And they were like, I have no idea. And then he would tell them, (laughs) and then he would tell them parables. Yeah. Yeah. So those are kind of the three things. And I I think a lot of people want to start big, but I think it's powerful to start small, grab one or two kids and just be consistent. It's consistency in people's lives uh, that, that begins to actually really build disciples. Remember discipleship is not a program. It's not a process. It is a journey. And, Uh People and I've been journeying with some some of my guys for, I mean, going on four four or five years. And I live up yeah. north in Everett now, and they're in Tacoma. Yet we stay in contact uh, because yeah. they've they, God has put them on my heart and and kept them close. And so the discipleship process is not all right. You've gone through this program, now you're good. No, no, no they don't mm-hmm. need that. They need somebody to just walk with and journey with. And in different seasons, it will look different. But I think yeah. consistency. And uh, and modeling that is really big for young people. Yeah, wow, that's good, man. And I appreciate that. You know, it's not it's not a program. It's life. It's life on life. It's not a you know. It's not a force. You know, I said three step, but it's not. It's not you. There's no ten step plan. There's no. This is me, right? I always love hearing like, this is how we disciple. (laughs) Um, And then I'm like, well, to me, this sounds like a program on like how a certain people group does it which i'm cool with whatever but i mean the easiest way to explain it and you did it was pray about it pray 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 i think that's 70 80 percent of what you do in a discipling relationship and the other is do life with them yep and be there in the hard and good times that to me that's the discipleship yep doing life that's what jesus did right he prayed 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 did life with them, called them out when they were dummies, called them out when they were doing great things, and also um, taught them how he does ministry, and then gave them authority to do what he did. And then he said, "Now y'all go do what I do." Exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, I, like yeesh. <laughs> this, this last week, I had a I had a guy call me up, and I've known him for a while, and I live in Everett. He's in Tacoma, mind you. That's like a two and a half hour drive with traffic. And, yeah. Uh, and uh, he called me up and was just going through a lot. And my response was, oh, man, I'm super busy. I got a bunch of stuff to do. And in that moment, I was like, I'm convicted because I'm like, hold up. Like, why do I do what I do? And I was like, this is a friend that is actually going through some really difficult stuff and just needs someone to just sit and talk to him. And so yeah. I drove down all the way to Tacoma, sat with him. We laughed. We talked. And we ate a good burrito. And that, to me, is discipleship. It's, it's yep. going to take sacrifice. It's going to take time. Uh, but that's life on life. It's like it's not just walking with people when they're stacking chairs for you and their life is going good. <laughs> it's when their life is falling apart and yeah. they're in the darkest place of their life and they're reaching out for help and they're looking to the light of the world. They're looking to people that say, I'm a follower of Jesus and I carry his character and I carry his sacrifice. And yeah. and I think when students see that, hey, man, will you come to our, our youth ministry? But that that other part doesn't happen. 
um, they, they see that and they think that's how God is. Hey, God, hey, God wants you to come, come to him. But when stuff is going on in your life, he's not going to be there. And that's a complete lie. And I think we have to do a better job at being like, you know what? He lives in Tacoma. I'm in Everett, but this is who I am. Yeah. He's my friend. He's my just, we're, we're walking, we're journeying together and he needs me. So I'm going. Yeah. He needs me. So I'm going just like the heart of God. Um, sweet bro. Well, dude, thank you so much for those answers. They're so good. Uh, I know, I know it's going to speak to someone, but you hit me up, bro. Yeah. You said you love to talk some hip hop. Oh, I love, I love some hip hop. Okay. I love hip hop. Yep. And I, I actually have no direction for this, but I think I want to start with like, who's, who's your, who's your top, your top five, who would be your favorite guys? Ooh. Um, or gals. Yeah. <laughs> um, I got to go Tupac at the top. Tup- okay. Tupac at the top. Um, and then Biggie. It was, okay. all, it was all the dream. Um, hey. <laughs> I love, I love me some Biggie. Uh, I love, and this is probably not, you know, uh, not good, but Easy E, the way that he, uh, I, I just love, here's what I love. I love people that, uh, that just talk about their their life and their journey it just brings power to like what people truly feel and so i know like yeah. the music's not good but i think the story of like us understanding how people feel and think really draws me in because i'm like i've been there i've been there yeah i've been there and the okay. answer is always <laughs> jesus you know what i mean so yeah I think those those guys um dr dre i love dr dre okay. and then i'm just i'm gonna go snoop dog i don't really like a lot of like contemporary like rap to be honest i'm more okay. like an 80s guy like um kind of, you know what <laughs> i mean like nw yeah. kind of feel um, yeah you know i listen from that but i really listen to it from the heart of like um out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks man this is truly how people feel especially people that grow up in that kind of place and and if we're going to reach people for jesus we have to understand what what they're going through and stuff so i i like rap music for that but also just because yeah. we know that there's there's so much light to be shed on um, on those things. So, yeah, that's sweet, man. You had you have a couple of guys in there. Where I'm like, okay, like he's he knows rap. Like no <laughs> one usually puts, you know, when you have people from '98 like myself, uh, no one puts like Snoop Dogg in there. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Like that's when you got to know what you're talking about. And I've been blessed because uh, being even though I'm 20, like my life was raised on. You gotta know the old school dudes. Yep. Um, so I, you know, I love I love Tupac. Yep. Um, I was gonna mess with you and be like, man, you know what? I, you know, I love like, uh, you know, Lil Pump, and I, I was gonna mess with you, but now nah, I'm just playing. No diss on anybody, but that's just not for me. Um, but that's awesome. Yeah, I think if I were to say top five for me, uh, it'd be Tupac. Uh, for some reason, I I just don't put Biggie in my top five. Yeah. Don't know why. Um, but yeah, Tupac, um, probably Dr. Dre. Yep. Um, Kendrick for me. Kendrick, just Kendrick is good. Kendrick is good. He, he made me fall in love with rap even more than I was. Uh, me and my boy Kenny Crook, if you're listening to this, love you, bro. We would just listen to Kendrick Lamar all the time. Yep. Singing on the football field. Yep. Coaches, we'd run all day and still sing it. Like we, Kendrick, Kendrick raised us in the middle school years. Um, <laughs> And then to me, Eminem, because I just love, I love Eminem. Yeah. His style, the way he spits. Yep. Um, and then this is just my personal, 
but like I love Christian rap, so Andy Mineo, oh, I put yeah. him on Andy, my top five. Andy's amazing uh, for sure. Andy's yeah. for sure. He's yeah, he's got a he's got a gift. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. What do you think? This is actually a good question. What do you think about? Because when I when I look when you look at skill, I look at Andy Mineo and guys like Lecrae and like kind of like the Christian like rap culture. Yep. And some of these guys I listen to, and I'm like, man, if they just didn't. And I'm glad they do, but if they just didn't mention God, like, what would be their, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. their reach. And, like, why does, because, like, guys like Andy Mineo, like, his following is insane. Lecrae's following is huge. Yep. But, I mean, even guys like NF, yep. I don't know if you heard of NF, NF. but he, yep. he broke into mainstream. Mm-hmm. Like, he is a Christian rapper. Like, I listened to his first, first, first thing that came out, and now he's just, huge yep so like i wonder i wonder if it's just because they mention god and they automatically get put in this box um probably i don't know yeah i don't know i wish i could rap i want to be a rapper but (laughs) i'm a youth pastor instead so hey come on uh but i mean who knows probably i mean we know everything's spiritual it's not fighting against flesh and blood so um So it's probably it probably it probably runs deeper than we'll even understand. But I'm just I'm thankful that they they stand on their convictions and yeah, you know what I mean. Like a lot of people will fold to that popularity and chase, uh, but they they stay strong, which which uh, which is admirable. Yeah, love it, love it, love it, love the on- and that's I think that's why I love the rap genre is one because the beats are nice and I just again I appreciate the honesty. I feel like rap was, I've listened to a couple rappers just say what rap means to them. And they said, it was like my journal to the world where being, when writing a journal wasn't cool. Yep. And you're like, dang, like that's deep. Like yep. that's how they spoke to people because it wasn't, you know, it wasn't cool to do anything else, yep. but it was, it was cool to hop on a 16 and spit some bars. And yep. I can only freestyle rap. Like don't ask me to write anything down. <laughs> uh, but if you throw on a beat, I can get jiggy with it. Yeah. Uh, See, I can't even. But... I can't even. I can't even do that. So you're yeah. you're ahead. Of, you're ahead of the game. I wish I could, but yeah, I can't. So I can't even. <laughs> I won't awesome. even try. I won't even try. But I appreciate. Okay. But I appreciate yeah. hip hop, and I appreciate the gift that people have to really um, express their humanity. Yeah, that's huge. Express their humanity. Sweet. Well, when you hit me, when you hit me up with that, I was like. At least we got to have a little 10-minute talk yeah. about some rap or Absolutely. something. So that's dope. I appreciate and it. And you're going to get some good uh, some good comments because uh, you, you mentioned some good rappers and you weren't out here saying some crazy names. <laughs> so I appreciate that. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. Jeff, well, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, bro. It's my, my honor and pleasure. I appreciate you reaching out. And however I can help help you continue to – push forward what god has put in your heart man i'm all about but i appreciate i really do what you're doing um is just bridging the gap and in starting you know don't don't despise small beginnings you're just doing what what you have and encouraging people and bridging gaps and man god's gonna do amazing things with your with your faithfulness and your heart Mm -hmm. to uh just begin to encourage people and and uh and help people with where they're at so i know that i listen to this podcast and i've really enjoyed it and stuff so uh it's 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 awesome i mean and that means a lot like hearing hearing like guys like you uh and matt saying they're listening to my podcast i'm like oh my goodness like what like it's crazy to me so i 
uh, I really appreciate it. And you're, you know, you're one of the dudes. I'm 20 and you're 31. Didn't know that, but <laughs> I look up to you, man. Um, just in your faithfulness, and I can't wait to just have more conversations with you, bro. Yeah, I love um, it. Let's grab grab sweet. coffee or something sometime. I oh, would for love sure. to come down to Tacoma too. So hey, yeah, let's meet <laughs> halfway. I will come down. To yeah. Tacoma. Okay, sweet. Well, is there anything else you'd like to? Anyway, people can communicate with you or. Uh yeah, I mean social media. You know yeah. Uh, Jeff M Thorpe. Uh, you know I have all that stuff on there. Um, I just started a blog that I'm doing leadership, laughter, life yes. lessons from my journey with Jesus that um, I've just, you know, been challenged to write. And so uh, I got that up. And then if you want to email me, uh, it's Jeff at clearviewfoursquare.com. Uh, I check my email if you want to grab coffee or hang out or talk about life, journey, hip hop, whatever. I'm I'm always hey. <laughs> about I'm always about having a good cup of coffee and talking life. So come on. However, sweet. However, people want to use that or or whatnot. Um, yeah, those are those are good resources. Yeah, sweet. Thanks, Jeff. Cool. Well, hey guys, thank you for listening to the Youth of the Nation podcast, and we'll catch you next week. Peace. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Youth of the Nation podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and don't forget to check us out next week. Also, if you want to communicate with me, there's a Google form which you can send any feedback, questions, or even a shout out to me. Go ahead and check that out in the description. And also follow me on Instagram at underscore Kybird. Again, at underscore Kybird. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram. Keep it real. Keep it love. Peace.